Welcome guys to the Okay, so I have not started it yet, okay? It's just a sec. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome each and everybody who is present here. My name is Jason. Uh, I'm your host uh, from the brand Identity Design Podcast. And currently, uh, we are actually trying out a special series. It's called as the Social Skills for Children. And I'm trying to see how things go with Melissa. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad uh, we are actually live streaming on three platforms simultaneously. One is YouTube. Uh, second is LinkedIn and third we are on Clubhouse so that we can take more questions uh, from audience. So I can see one user who has actually joined us on Clubhouse. Thank you so much Omika for being here. Let's actually get into this topic uh, which is helicopter parenting. Now personally I was never ever aware of the situation. I never knew there was such sort of a, a term and there was such a, a parenting style uh, you know which is out there so so today's topic is about helicopter parenting with melissa kent melissa kent is actually a special needs advocate uh, specializing in iep and 504 plans so we're gonna get her professional perspective on this topic and second we also have leslie dowling uh, also on this live uh, she's a bio strategist uh, she's currently in new jersey and uh, she's been happy enough to give a parent's point of view how a parent feels uh, from their perspective so in this way i hope you guys uh, you know understand the layout of the show we have the professional side and we have the parenting uh, side you know we, we can actually hear both sides of the story and i as a neutral person who is not a dad or a parent i can give my perspective also so we have all three perspectives here so, so let's actually do a brief round of introduction. Uh, so, so Melissa, why don't you actually uh, give people an overview of what you do, and then we'll go with Leslie, and we will start the topic right away. Sure. Hi, I'm Melissa Kent. I'm based in Clearwater, Florida. I'm an educational consultant, an advocate. I specialize in children with special needs. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So let's actually go with uh, Leslie. So Leslie, uh, can you give us a brief introduction of who you are, what you do? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Leslie Dowling, and I am board certified functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner. And my company, East West Functional Training, creates optimal health and wellness for C-suite executives and corporate uh, life uh, with employees. Uh, which will then in turn increase revenue and sales when we're feeling great. I'm also a mom of three boys. One will be 23 in October, then a 20-year-old and a 15-year-old, three sons. That is lovely. I am so grateful to have you ladies here uh, to not only educate me uh, as a young adult, uh, but you know to, to learn more and more as I progress uh, in my life. So let's actually start off uh, with my first question. And uh, we will hear from Melissa first. What is a helicopter parenting all about? Let's hear her professional view. And then we will actually get Leslie's perspective also. So go ahead, Leslie. Uh, sorry, Melissa, and then Leslie. Sure. So helicopter parenting is when parents go to an extreme level. Uh, they are overprotective. Uh, they're over controlling. They want to make sure that their kid is doing everything right. Uh, they want to make sure that their kid is doing everything right, is dressed appropriately, is interacting well, is achieving well. Um, they just go a little bit over the top with their parenting. Um, okay, last perspective on her side. Yeah, let's hear from you, Leslie. Can you hear Leslie by any chance, Melissa? Leslie, we can't hear you. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so uh, so guys, you know, we are experiencing a, a bit of a technical challenge while uh, Leslie is trying to figure out the audio. I just wanted to actually uh, quote a psychologist named Anne uh, Dunewald, Dunewald something. I, I can't pronounce her last name. It's too complex. She says that helicopter parenting is over-parenting, which means over-controlling, over-protecting, over perfecting a child's life so helicopter parenting style is a style of parenting where parents are over focused on their children and they keep hovering over uh, around them helping them on even on simple task very very minute task also they have more and more they want to have more and more control over this so that's what helicopter parenting that's what i was able to identify from the research and from what melissa mm -hmm. said so leslie uh, is your audio okay now leslie are you there Okay, so so while we are actually waiting uh, for Leslie to join the conversation, so let's actually move on with our conversation. So, what are some characteristics of uh, helicopter uh, parenting according to you, Melissa? Sure, they have uh, very overprotective tendencies, um, but they can also be limiting, like they wouldn't want their kid to go too far in case there was an emergency. Um, they are always doing over the top things, uh, but to an extreme level. Um, they want to throw their kid the biggest birthday party with, you know, the biggest cake. And it's just going to be the, the party that is talked about for years, uh, which is great that the parent is so involved. I appreciate that. However, when you're too extreme on one level, it can make uh, the child feel <laughs> uh, not enough, and that affects with their mental well-being. That is so. That is so true. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure, Leslie, your audio is up. Uh, can you speak? Sure. Are you, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think my my laptop. I was sitting outside, and it overheated, and it just crashed. So. I can interject when you want about yeah my... yeah absolutely so let's actually go to okay. the previous question Melissa is that okay can can we just get an overview from her about helicopter parenting of course okay so absolutely so this is the question what is helicopter parenting according to you being a parent okay just give me your over what do you think as a parent it's about well first of all um, uh, after 22 and a half years ago is when I first heard about this helicopter parenting. I just knew that coming from a background where my mother um, did not really have that much guidance, um, she went the route of having to be a responsible little girl as a latchkey kid. I don't know if they still call that back in the 50s. Um, both parents were working. She never really had a childhood. So um, she was a pretty good kid, but um, she, as when we grew up, as uh, my, I have an older brother, um, she was very overbearing. She micromanaged. She wanted to give us all the best. So um, in her mind, she was doing everything she could with my father to always support me and not let me fall. And I think um, that really uh, made me a little bit more insecure in my early 20s, always questioning myself. Can I do what she did? You know, can I be as successful? Um, and then having three boys, I guess um, I'm more of the free range where your children need to stumble. They need to get up and brush their knees off, sort of like uh, the analogy of getting back on a bike, right? Your parent can't literally be on the bike uh, while you hop on trying to learn from the tricycle to the bike to the 10 speed. And I'm really passionate about that. And that's the way I've raised my children. Um, and I would joke around when they were little boys and if there were altercations, say, in school, and I would get a call from a parent, you know, saying, well, why don't you call them? Why don't you call the parent? And I say, you know, until there's blood or there's something physically going on with yeah. them, I am not going to be um, micromanaging them. 
they have to learn how to socialize and uh, work out problems with kids. Uh, so I, I pat myself on the back in the sense that my 22 and 20 year old, I, um, they're, they're pretty good. You know, they're solid citizens. And, um, you know, there are hiccups with, with boys and girls growing up. But at the end of the day, um, I have seen how helicoptering has taken a hard hit with some of my um, friends who have kids in their 20s that have meltdowns, that can't make decisions on their own, that always go to their parents as if they're eight years old. And there's definitely delays in behavioral patterns when you are so on top of your children. So that's that's a little bit about what I've experienced. That's some lovely explanation there from a parent's point of view, Leslie. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. So let's actually move on to the next question. We want to keep the show as brief as possible so that people get the maximum out of it. And we have a lot of things which we want to cover. So the second question which I was speaking to uh, Melissa about is what are the common characteristics of uh, helicopter parents? And it's very evident and, and you kind of highlighted they are very, very overprotective. Uh, and uh, and uh, and I, I think, you know, you also stated one other important aspect of being like an extremist uh, for your child. Like, you know, they are really pushy. Okay. And uh, they want, <laughs> I feel, I, I feel they, they do this so that they can have a much more competitive edge uh, for their child so that, you know, they are more successful. It's, I, I feel it's, it's, I, I would not call it as very bad. Okay, but you know, being very extreme, you see something, you know, anything in excess can be a problem, right? So I feel it's something in excess. So you have to have a little limit. So let's actually hear uh, from Melissa once again. So apart from what you just highlighted just a while back, uh, anything else you like to add before we go to Leslie, Melissa? Um, I just want to agree with you both. I can understand your perspectives and thank you for sharing it. Awesome, awesome. So 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 Leslie, do you ha do you know anybody uh, who is a helicopter parent uh, or they have this style? Okay, and what are some of the characteristics you noticed as a parent, you know, while you were interacting, engaging with the child or with the parent? Yes, absolutely. And ironically, I saw that more with somebody that I met through uh, my son going off to college. Um, there was a parent that, you know, I became friends with. And I was just kind of shocked and amazed that the, I guess, the positive and negative of apps that you could track your child, you could track what they're doing or where they're at. And unfortunately, um, wait, hold on one minute. <laughs> oh my god sorry the ice cube maker is going down that's okay leslie up. that's okay you oh, should you would be surprised that. at the amount of things which happen here <laughs> where i stay yeah yeah um, i have <laughs> yeah so um so yes and um i noticed that um her her child uh was uh really not finding his passion following footsteps that he wants to do um just listening to what the parent wanted or vicariously living through the child and that's something that we see a lot of we see parents that didn't attain certain things or didn't go to college and want the things that they so wanted mm -hmm. um just reliving their separate childhood through their kids um and and this person as a young adult is um, emotionally just ups and downs, cries a lot more, um, just things that I have I have um, seen, and it just breaks my heart because the parent thinks they're doing such service to their children, and they're actually not letting them build the foundation that's so very needed. Absolutely, absolutely, I'm I'm with you completely on this. Thank you so much for sharing that, Leslie. I want to actually. You know, ask both of you guys, are there any positive sides to helicopter parenting? Is it really that bad? So let's actually hear Melissa's point of view and then we'll go ahead with Leslie. And I got Richard who joined on Clubhouse on stage. We will start the Q&A shortly and we will get perspective from Richard and whoever joins us on Clubhouse. Uh, if you guys are actually watching this live on YouTube or LinkedIn, feel free to comment and, and show some love and support. Thank you so much. So let's actually hear from you. What are the positive aspects, Melissa, according to you? 
Sure, and that's a great question because there are definitely advantages and disadvantages. Um, some of the positives would be that their kids are always going to be on time. Their kids are always going to have their homework done. Uh, when I was a teacher, if I asked for like one glue stick, like some kids would bring like a whole box, you know, or like a snack for the class and they'd have like six months worth of snacks. Um, so they're super involved, which is great. However, you just want to bring it down just a little notch sometimes because they need to learn to advocate and speak up for themselves. I agree. I agree completely, Melissa. So I also feel that, you know, they, uh, these, these parent, this parenting style uh, has positive aspect because they are very, very involved uh, with the child. Okay. They know what they are good at, mm -hmm. what they are bad at. They also ensure that they offer all the means, resources, favorable environment to ensure that they become the best at what they do. I've also noticed a couple of other aspects also. Okay, now that I'm a parent, I'm just saying based on my research, uh, is that most of these parents are also willing to keep their personal and professional goals aside uh, just to help the child out grow. So it's it's not, I mean, there's a lot of derogatory marks on this parenting style. I don't think it's all that bad, but like I said just a while back, anything in excess, you know, can be harmful. So don't take it to the excess that, you know, you cannot, uh, your child cannot live without you. Uh, or by your side, you know, that's too much, you know, we want them to be like hunters, go out, make a living, do stuff, you know, party, enjoy, get married, have have a family of their own. And not really, you know, call up your mom every now and then like, you know, mom, I need this, what do you suggest what to do? Not, not bad. I'm also a mama boy, but uh, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's actually hear from a parent's point of view. So Leslie, what is that you feel uh, are some of the positive aspects you saw while interacting with these individuals who are helicopter parents? Well, just like Melissa said, they're very structured, very punctual, you know, on time, um, which is a, a true reflection on the way that they had um, just these parameters and they had to follow certain things, listen to the parents, um, micromanaging. Um, so, you know, and at the end of the day, there was no handbook that you get when you, you become a parent. So everybody is just doing the best learning from what they have grown up with, or they wanted to take uh, a route outside of that pathway to nurture and make changes. Um, and it, it is, it's like a, a mad scientist. You're always trying to balance things. Every child is so different and unique and you want to try to nurture. And, you know, um, I'm very close with three of my sons and it's awesome because my 22 year old, no matter where he is, he checks in, you know, once a week just to say, I love you, mom. How's it going? Um, but I wait for him to call me. And if there's something that's going on with family, I'll reach out to him. But um, they need to just spread their wings and grow. And, and that's the beautiful thing as they grow up, you know. Um, so that's really my view on um, this whole evolution of how we're growing and just raising our children. Um, yeah. Lovely. I, I love what you just said. Uh, Leslie, thank you so much for that share. Let's actually mm -hmm. move further with our conversation. We want to actually highlight what are the real drawbacks, like, you know, what really happens when you decide to become a helicopter parent. So, so let's actually start with Melissa. So Melissa, you know, enlighten us. What are the drawbacks? <laughs> sure. So being a kid from a home with a parent that hovers, what I've seen in the academics, setting at schools and stuff is that uh, kids feel suffocated. Uh, they don't know how to make decisions on their own. Uh, they're in distress a lot, like Leslie was saying. Um, they'll have meltdowns like a three-year-old. They don't know how to like cope with everyday life because their mom or dad is right there behind them, hovering them, protecting them every step of the way. Uh, so that definitely hinders their problem-solving skills, uh, their social skills get hindered because a lot of the times when parents are hovering, they don't realize it, but they're actually 
speaking for the kid instead of the kid speaking just because they want everything just to be so perfect, you know, picture perfect. So it does hinder them. Kids need to have, you know, just like Leslie was saying, they need to spread their wings and fly and be independent. But when somebody is always hovering over them like a microscope, like they just feel terrible sometimes. Like if they don't get a good grade, they take it very personally. And they, the first thing is mom, dad's going to be mad at me. So it's very tough on them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is very tough on them and it can be harmful. You know, I, I feel that, you know, when you're being involved with children a lot, okay, it just feel too congested. Like, you know, it just feels difficult to breathe. Okay. So I'll be, I'll be quite blunt. Uh, you, you know, I can't really spend awfully a lot of time with my dad because when I spend more time, I just feel congested. I just feel that, you know, whatever I do, he's just nosy going around me. It just feels too much. And you feel that, you know, you don't have the freedom. You feel that you're chained. Uh, you feel that, you know, you need to seek permission even to do the simplest of activity or tasks. It's way too much. That's what I feel. I feel suffocated, uh, you know. That's what I feel. So let's actually hear from Leslie. What do you feel, Leslie? Yeah, interesting. Um, over the years, I was always um, a homeroom mom. And I observed and, um, you know, you could read between the lines. And I saw the children that were the nail biters, that were nervous, that um, as they grew older, um, just from what my sons would say, you know, mom, my buddy, his parents are so strict. And he literally started crying when he got less than an A plus in class because he knew when he got mm -hmm. home, he would be grounded. Um, and that was somebody who was 16, who was in 10th grade. Uh, and, and so to me, it, it, there are several drawbacks, but like I said, you know, a lot of the parents think they're doing their best and this is what they feel is going to make their child thrive. And until somebody lovingly has a conversation with them or just ask them, is this helping your child doing this? And um, it's, it's definitely a delicate um, line uh, to have a conversation with fellow friends of mine that are helicopter parents. I totally agree. That's actually a spectacular question. Is this really helping your child? Whatever you're doing, is this really <laughs> helping them? Ask yourself. If it's not, please don't make their life congested. They are human beings. They are souls, yes. gentle souls. Please be kind to them. Okay, you, you know, you might be in this world for about 50, 60 odd years, but this small child has been in the world for just about 10 years. The, 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 the more complex you make it from a very early stage, I think the severe the impact, you know, they would not be able to handle adulthood that easily. It will be very challenging. So uh, based on my research, I came across a couple of things uh, which states about some of the drawbacks. One was it uh, prevents the development of problem solving or cognitive skills uh, in a child. Second, it leads to being them being very, very depend dependent on the parent uh, for even smallest of tasks, decision making. See, as employees, okay, when, when you reach adulthood, when you start taking up a job, there's a lot of factors, a lot of, lot of layers when it comes to decision making. Should I take up this job? What should I do with this project? You cannot uh, have them feel that, you know, I need to reach out to my mom every time I have to take that decision. Don't you think it sounds very weird? I think it's very, very ugly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so it leads to dependence on uh, on parents and it, hinder kids, uh, it hinders kids uh, from learning to advocate for themselves. That means standing for themselves, you know, for their values. And it shields uh, the children from natural consequences. That means if tomorrow, if your parent is not around, it will scare the child or the teen off completely and put them off track, you know, mentally affect them because they simply don't know how to survive. Like for an example, we live in commercial cities, uh -huh. right? If you put us into a forest, maybe some of us would survive, but not all of us, right? It will be challenging. I won't be able to deal with mosquitoes. I'm just saying, 
you know it would be <laughs> all the bears all the other wild animals I, i'm not really that guy you know who can do stuff and it also interferes with the parent child relationship I, uh, the reason i say this is because imagine uh, a parent being excessively involved with a child and the problem is that if this child wants to socialize with somebody else uh you know there is a possibility they make they can make fun of each other right like you know you or a mom's boy stuff like that you know i don't know you know how kids are right uh, or you would not be able to do or you does your mom choose your friends that's really strange yes, stuff like that so anyway so so let's actually move on to the next uh, thing which what advice melissa uh, and leslie you would guys give for a parent to hover less okay to fly less like you know not be a helicopter like you know land sometimes you know come down don't be on the air so much so what would be your advice to those parents how to hover less sure and thanks for asking that yes um i've told parents before you know like i appreciate your involvement and it is so great that you care so much about your kid that you're willing to do anything and everything for them but then i explain like how would they like it if somebody was breathing over their neck all day long you know telling them what to do uh, making decisions for them and telling them that they have to be at this class at five o'clock then they have to you know go to piano lessons at seven o'clock then they have to do dance recital at 8 15. And when you explain it to them, they can kind of see like, whoa, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that is a lot. So just looking at the full picture, taking out what you don't need and what what is best for the family overall um, and getting professional help because they do have their kids' best interests at heart. They honestly do. But sometimes they just need guidance on what to do with all that love. <laughs> So true, so true, Melissa. That is so true. So, so let's actually hear from Leslie. So, as a parent, uh, how? Okay, so imagine you just spoke about somebody whom you know. Okay, if you have to confront and mm -hmm. and speak to that individual face to face and let them know that, babes, the style is not really helping your child. So, how would you? What is your point of view? How would you recommend them to hover less? Well, I had a call to Jesus chat with my girlfriend back in the holidays. And in a loving way, I said, did you ever reassess and evaluate and take a step back? Really see the way that you're guiding your son who will be graduating college. Um, he needs to make his own decisions. And I know you love him. You support him. That's the thing. You have to approach it in a very, like Melissa said, because these parents do so they love their children. You know, they're the extreme opposite of conversations about someone who is not even there for their child and they have to sink or swim, but creating that balance because that child has to grow and, and move on and have his own life that you should let your child be set free and let him fly. And that is so, so important. So I think in a loving way, I, I have had conversations over the years with parents that are like that. Now, I'm not perfect. And, you know, we all um, have our ways with our kids, um, but they have to really take a step back and reassess and evaluate and say, well, you know, there are red flags with my child. Like, should he be breaking down and crying in his early 20s? Should he be following what I see him wanting to do? And then after going through all these different programs, realizing that this is not his passion and then having to go back to school and try to find his true calling. So, um, yeah, it's always a delicate um, line of, of communication. Absolutely. I agree with that. It's a very delicate, uh, you know, place. And, uh, and at the same time, see, we got li one life, right? Who are we to really judge or uh, 
I don't know how to say it. Who are we to actually dictate somebody else's life, you know, even if they are our children? Let them give them the ability uh, to make those choices, make mistakes, learn and let them walk that path because uh, what is good for you Leslie, what is good for me and what is good for Melissa may not be good for your child. Right? So let them actually make that choice. So I really love this conversation. So before we actually start a uh, question answer with Richard, whom we have on Clubhouse, uh, let's actually, I, I want to actually give people a little perspective about some other styles of parenting. Uh, so I, I came through this article, I think it was in verywellfamily.com. That's where the, the whole premise of the show is. So it dictates that, you know, popular media recognizes several subtypes of parents. Uh, which often reflects generational difference in parenting. In addition to helicopter parents, the median media often talks about free-range parents, lawnmower parents, and tiger parents. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but you know this was actually eye-opener to me. Uh, do you have any idea, Melissa, about this? Do you have any clue what they are referring to? I do. Yes, there there are so many different types of parenting and there's there's not one style that I would say, oh, you need to be 100% of that. You know, it's good to have a mix of all of them um, because they all have pros and cons. But yes, um, here in the United States, we do use terms like tiger parenting, helicopter parenting, free range parenting. Yes. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So, Leslie, do you do you have any idea what is this? Uh, have you heard about this free range parents? Well, not until you sent me the notes because I always want to do diligence. <laughs> I want to do you know, the proper. Uh, and when it, when I saw free range, ironically, you know, I'm all into sustainable organic lifestyle, free range, all of that. Um, and it resonated with me because I let my kids stumble. I let them fall. And perfect example, um, my son who just graduated college um, followed the footsteps as a finance major. And my, my husband was very adamant and said, you know, I can make one call and get an interview with him because he's been in the business for over 20 years. But he wanted my son to take the time to try to get in with a firm that he can uh, do the legwork see what it's like, not have dad call, make one call to somebody that he does business with to prove that he can do this and start at the ground just like my husband did when he got into this field. And I was just really proud of my son because he is doing all the legwork and he has a third interview with a company now and dad wasn't around to help him. However, you know, um, that's where you kind of uh, try to navigate and, and create that balance. So I guess I'm more of a free range parent if I'm answering it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I like, uh, I mean, I like free range parent, but you know, at the same time, Leslie, I don't think you're completely free range. I think you're like, a, uh, I would say a mixture, not completely. I mean, see, it's good to actually uh, be a parent. Okay. Who, who allows the child to explore right go outside in the world and learn new things experiment be held accountable for it those things are nice at the same time i remember you saying it this on live stream you said if something goes wrong if there is blood i would be there for them anytime most free-range parents i think uh, they don't really do that you know it's more free like you deal with your own stuff don't reach out to me so i don't think you fall i think you are like a hybrid and i think you also melissa you guys are like a hybrid <laughs> okay so <laughs> let's actually yeah, like let's actually tap into the second one which is called as a lawn mower parent okay that was really really funny so let's actually hear from melissa so melissa what is this lawn mower is it like an actual lawn mower what is it <laughs> No, they just kind of want to, like, if they see a challenge or a problem coming up, they want that to be avoided in their child's life. So uh, they'll go th to great lengths to prevent their kids from experiencing uncomfortable things. That's actually very nicely put through. Let's actually hear from Leslie. Leslie, have you heard this term, lawnmower? 
No, I haven't. So I haven't really heard the subcategories. I heard the helicopter parent, and there's something else too, of a parent Tiger? who kind of Tiger parent. <laughs> no, when I get, I'll have to Google it, and next time I'll let you guys know. But it it, it isn't. It was not any of the ones that we've hit upon today. Yeah. Awesome. But no, I have. Awesome, awesome. I I hear you. So yeah. So as as uh, as Melissa said. Lawnmower parents, you know, when I just read about it, you know, it felt like these are those uh, parents who like to, like, create the whole road for their child, like everything, like you know, decorate it, build a foundation, tarmac it, you know, make it look fancy, build apartments around it. So they, I, I think this is a very bad parenting style because you are actually. You're actually making your child uh, go rogue. I don't know if rogue is the right word, but I, I don't think it's good for the child because you're making them feel that, you know, if they desire something, they will get it. Okay, because their parents want uh, to either, you know, they want to avoid a conflict, okay, or they want to stop, uh, you know, having a problem. Uh, and uh, they don't want to fight with the child and and some of those rich brats okay which we see on movies right uh, do you think uh, melissa that would be a good example for a lawnmower parents they're like you know the child needs this i'm going to make it happen for them come what may and and they they have trouble losing like you know they have to always win do you think that would be a good example yes i do um yes and if they don't win or if they lose they take it very harshly like leslie was saying like they will have extreme meltdowns in front of their peers as well so yes i do see see how those could be connected together with the with the brats you're talking about as well is because they've never had to experience like hardship <laughs> you know they live in like a fantasy bubble almost where everything is just picture perfect <laughs> nothing bad's gonna happen you know <laughs> absolutely absolutely so so the third one and and we will wrap this conversation guys you know very shortly uh so the third one is called tiger parenting and i want you guys to understand that you know there is a possibility we might do more stream uh getting deep diving into you know each of these parenting styles and more uh in the future but we want to give you guys an overview what exactly it is if your daughter is around um melissa you know ask her to come and say hi Mayla, come here. Can hi hi <laughs> Oh, she looks Layla. amazing. <laughs> what's her what's her name again? <laughs> Melissa. Layla. Layla L A Y L. I love her hair. Her hair looks really nice, curly. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask the ask, you know, if she was a little old, I would have asked her what kind of parent is your mom? Helicopter, tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Mayla, am I a good? Oh, thanks. She <laughs> ran away. <laughs> she ran away. <laughs> she said, "I'm not gonna answer that. You might fire me towards the end." <laughs> okay, so let's actually move on to the next one. Okay, it's a different style of parenting we have called tiger parenting. Okay, so Melissa, let's actually speak on this. Okay, what is tiger parenting? So tiger parenting is when actually the parent views their parenting skills through their child's success. So they're the ones that they want their kid to get the straight A's, Ivy League, uh, the best of the best, cream of the crop. And if their kid fails at that, the parents kind of take it personally too. Uh, so yeah, um, they do care a lot, but it's just they push, 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 work over fun. And success over fun is kind of their motto. So, yep. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I I, I think I I saw this movie. Uh, I mean, is it is it really that bad? Like, uh, I don't know. It's too hard to say. You remember that movie by by Will Smith uh, about that badminton Serena Williams? That story about how uh, you know he was Serena. I don't I don't remember the name of the other daughter he had, but you know, for being a tennis player, he was making them work 
hard from a very early stage now his reasoning was we grew up in a neighborhood which was not that friendly and in order for you to make it uh, you had to uh, you know be different make make some you know steps do something about it so i don't know uh, so i will call him as a tiger parent it's not that you know they didn't had had fun but mostly it was work like you know how much you can work work i don't know uh, you know leslie can you relate do you know anyone who is a tiger parent let's actually hear yeah especially in the community where we live there's a lot of high achieving families um very successful parents and um ever like what we were saying every child is different you're going to get one that is super motivated focused just wants to tap into everything and succeed other children they're a little bit more delayed maybe they grow and blossom when they're in their teens or their early 20s um but to vicariously push your children the way that maybe you excelled um can backfire and it's all about creating that balance and nurturing each and every child that you have um my three sons are very different one is very into computers and music and is not into sports like the older two are um for a while you know uh we were kind of upset that he didn't get into sports and yet my husband was trying to push him to continue sports as he got into junior high and i basically said you need to back off you got to let him figure out what he wants to do and right now he's not feeling it with soccer and he is finding his people and his tribe with music and computers so um to keep pushing they could burn out at such an early age you see a lot of parents pushing the kids especially in this day and age they have these camps that run throughout the whole year through the summer travel teams and they burn out by the time they're in high school or they have a lot of sports injuries because their parents were driven and they were really um you know good in sports so yeah thank you so much for that leslie i appreciate this um, i i think we are having a fun conversation so towards the end you know i want to joke around a bit so what i did is that you know i went ahead and created an example of uh, how each parent would react with different parenting styles okay and uh, so let's say hyp- hypothetically if the child wants to if child is requesting the parent to go uh, to the store alone okay to walk to the store alone. i'm so sorry okay let me rephrase that okay he, how uh, parents in each parenting style might respond to a child's request to walk to the store alone okay so the first one a helicopter parent the helicopter parent responds sure i will walk behind you the whole way and make sure you stay safe <laughs> <laughs> okay now what about a free range parent sure can you pick up some milk <laughs> while you are there <laughs> okay uh, what would a lawn mower parent would say uh, a lawn mower parent would say sure i'll walk ahead of you make sure it's safe and i'll tell you when it's safe to cross the road I hope that makes sense. Okay, and last but not least, what about a tiger parent? Uh, the tiger parent would respond, "No, you need to practice the violin for another hour." I hope that makes sense, you know, guys. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So this is about uh, parenting. It is awesome. Yeah. This this is about different style of parenting, and I'm sure you know there are many other parenting style. My conclusion with this uh, conversation is that I feel you should have a mixture of all because all of them does have good qualities as well as bad qualities. A helicopter parent, you know, ensures that safety of the child is there, so that attribute goes with parenting, right? You need to have. Uh, if you are very loose, loose, and if you're careless, uh, that means you don't really care about the child. Okay so you need to have that safety and ensure that you are available like you said Leslie right I'm always available I'm a free range parent at the same time I'm also a helicopter parent when they are in need okay and you would your response would be like don't worry honey I got your back am I right in saying it like I got your yeah. back don't worry I got your I back think so. I I think so because I I took the the I chose to and i was able to be home for them but also being active in the school but backing off and letting them fall when they needed to 
Absolutely, absolutely. And and about lawnmower parents, the way I relate to it is, imagine a lot of uh, times when our children are growing up, when they become teen and then adults, there is a possibility they may not want to get into college or Ivy League college or university, pursue education, become a lawyer, doctor, an engineer or doing their master stuff like or a scientist, whatever. They might be interested in doing something else, you know, maybe starting up an own business. I've seen many parents being very hesitant to use the college fund to support them to start their business, right? You know, so I, I feel a lawnmower parents, you know, how they paved the way. There is a possibility you might be able to pave the way for them by helping them to acquire their aspirations and dreams. And I, I think this is one of the best ways how the lawnmower parenting style applies. I don't know, you know, what about what do you think, Melissa? You know, would you like to share something? What do you feel? Sure. Um, you know, anything too extreme for any parenting option is harmful. But yes, of course, kids need like, they need to fall down. That's where you, that's where they learn. It's like a productive struggle. So preventing a kid from a learning experience is going to hinder them academically, socially, and I totally get where that parent is coming from, but you want to look at the overall best interest for that child, so yes. Absolutely. It's, 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 uh, it's in your child's best interest. It's in, as a parent, you have lived your life and it's in your child's best interest. I see a lot of movies, okay? I do a comparison between what happens here and the States. Okay, uh, you know, let's take marriage for an example. When uh, the child is, is an adult and they want to get married, you know, how they have this conversation. Mom, dad, it's not about you getting married. It's about us. Right, you know, how, how you have these difficult conversations, right? So, so we need to put that emphasis from you to them and see what works best uh, for them. With tiger parenting, I think one of the best thing is that you can teach a child you have to be dedicated, okay, you have to be passionate, okay, and you have to be consistent. I think that's the best uh, learning for me from tiger parenting that, you know, because in order to succeed in life and to make a difference, you need to have all these components playing uh, with you. Hard work, determination, relentless, consistency and 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 go right in you know even if you fail go back in like you know try again try again that's how you succeed so i think that's a good quality tiger parenting does so i mean i'm kind of done uh, with this conversation i, I really enjoyed uh, you know having you both i want to quickly give uh, you know the opportunity for you guys to promote yourself so first thing melissa is actually doing a social skill uh, course uh, which we are heavily promoting because I think it makes a difference to a lot of students' life, children's life. And uh, she's educating people how to manage themselves uh, while at school, while at home, friends. You know, how to have that conversation with another peer without being awkward. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So she's doing this six-week course. It already has started. So if you're from Clearwater, Florida... Uh, please call up Melissa. I have a number 727-304-1548. Please don't spam her. She is a lawyer. She will come and bite you. Okay, so be careful. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 you know, spammers out there, be careful. Okay, don't piss off Melissa. Okay, she will haunt you down. So 727-304-1548 is her number. Uh, she also specializes in IEP and 504 plans. So edu the educationalconsultant.com is the name of the website. Uh, if you want to get her professional help, please uh, reach out to Melissa on this uh, web address. Okay, so so do you have anything else upcoming, Melissa, before we actually give uh, Leslie the opportunity to speak about her business? I think you said it for me, just the social skills. So thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to talk about. My social skills class, it's going great. And I hope to have more kids involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, you know, currently there is a wait list. So if you join, if you can join in a group of six, it just helps the process, uh, you know, very, very easy. So to see if you, if you, if you want to join, participate, see if you can get some of your friends become like a group of six in this way. 
we it will be more effective you would not have to wait for an extended duration uh, because of the waiting period so i wanted to highlight that so let's actually give uh, leslie the opportunity uh, to promote herself so leslie why don't you speak about uh, east west functional training llc we are in the process of rebranding and renaming uh, east west functional to something very very cool and guys i will promise you this is a brand which is going to jaw drop you in a few months because she is going to take the health and wellness sector and she's going to transform everything uh what you have been hearing so that's going to happen that's why she calls herself as a bio strategist so let's actually hear hear from you leslie tell us what you do why do you call yourself as a bio strategist and what what difference are you creating yeah thank you jason and and you said it so beautifully um what i do is very unique and i create optimal performance in the workplace for health and wellness so people as they um work optimally they can also um create the revenue and sales to increase when you're feeling good about yourself when you're in balance when you have stressors at home and in the workplace at calm and i always talk about balance uh you think clearer you're sleeping better um and there's so many integral parts to having that optimal health and wellness and when you bring it into the workplace you thrive you work better and communicate better with individuals and i really take a deep dive with the executives to really figure out from birth to current age what is going on and how we can create that health and wellness to restore and reboot your um your uh, whole entire uh patterns in life to uh be in a better place so that's what i've been working on and um yeah i'm excited what we'll be rolling out in the fall so thank you jason absolutely so i just want to give you guys a little heads up so east west functional training llc is the name of the website very soon we will update that we will have a platform like a community we would be creating very soon it's going to be a one stop solution for corporates as well as uh you know general audience you know to come and share information leslie will be creating a ton of content i'm telling you it's going to be a ton of content around health and wellness so i'm really really excited to see how this progresses and i also want to let you guys know uh that there are a lot of people in the functional space who actually do this very very loose loose like you know because they are in the intention of uh, offering a quick solution when it comes to health wealth okay child education uh, you know anything nothing happens lose lose okay everything takes time so okay and it's a it, it's a it's a process and this process takes a while okay same goes with social skills same goes with design you know whatever i do and what you do to be good at it you have to take it slow and understand what is the real core if you are a parent who are actually challenged and if you feel you fall under any of those categories we spoke about find out what is the core what does melissa does she helps you to identify that core uh, so that sometimes it's not just the child it could be the parent which needs solution so finding that core is what we all three do in just our own personal and professional life so i just want to thank all of you guys thank you so much melissa leslie for this awesome conversation which we are having on live stream uh you know you know great to catch up with you all i'm going to end the stream and we're going to have a quick chat okay like a post <laughs> interview conversation so thank you so much love you all i'm going to end the stream okay thank you <laughs>